I was riding number nine, heading south from Carolina. I heard that long wow, some whistle blow. Well, hell, just jumping where you can and hold on. It's me, it's me. It's old WB, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time and your busy schedules here once again to join me here in Dingus, West Virginia, for another Mighty Fine. Another Mighty Fine episode here of the old Soul Radio Show. I got a special one for you this evening, friends. Going to feature the two new latest singles out today on the Honda Records. From two sisters of mine, Miss Montana Hobbs and Miss Linda Jean Stokely. You might know them as the local honeys. Also going to feature some uh, tunes for you from an old compilation that just came out here last week or so. I got mine in. It is a uh, field recording entitled Behind the Creek. I'm kicking it on the creek 2019. Got a lot of my friends and a lot of folks I've featured here on the Old Soul Radio Show on there for you. So I'm going to play a few songs from that. Also got an interview with the local honeys that uh, I listened back to earlier, and I must say it turned out pretty damn good. But hell, friends, if I'll write with y'all, let's go ahead and jump on in and get so bad boy right here underway. Figure out how to start it off with a few songs for you, like I said, off that old Kicking It On The Creek compilation. So here's old brother Don Rogers for you with... Old Greek Medley. Here on WB Walkers. Old Soul. Radio Show. Ow. I do their friends and neighbors. This is your radio friend here, old W.B. Walker, and I'm going to tell you all about a brother of mine who hails from way down in Olapaha, Georgia. Well, brother Daniel Griner and his company, Southbound Trucking. Southbound Trucking and Equipment is a national third-party logistics, 3PL, and asset-based trucking company that provides transportation services and asset solutions to domestic shippers, importers, exporters, and manufacturers. They utilize a variety of both asset-based and non-asset-based resources to provide quality transportation solutions at the most competitive price. Motto is on time, every time, safe and secure. So if that right there is something that sounds like it may fit your needs, give them a call at 229-237-0243. Once again, friends, that's 229-237-0243. Find them on the interwebs at southboundtrucking.com. He'll holler at old brother Daniel and tell him old WB sends you. Oh. Play Greek medley. Mm-hmm. 
rolling then. All right. That song I wrote called Appalachian Farewell. Well, the golden rays of the morning like Kentucky bourbon over the Cumberland Gap bringing light to the hollers the wasted county dollars and long cold train trains Yes, the dew is still rising With the ghosts of dead miners From their early black lung graves As I gazed into the horizon I 
us quietly resigning Stuck in this valley another day Cause there ain't nothing as lonesome As these dead mornings Lord, they're so thick with heavy fog Like this mountainside, red wish trip mines. Lord, I don't feel like I belong. Lord, I don't feel like I belong. Lord, I don't feel like I belong. Yes, these kids, they're all wasted They got subpar educations Don't know one seem to care Their futures couldn't be worse Their prospects, they cursed It's coal mining or welfare The mountain ridges around this God-forsaken town Like a stony prison wall And the only thing redemptive in their angry expletives is That slow Kentucky trawl And I don't want to stop believing That someday I'll be leaving Like the smoke from these black dust hills And that one day my prayers Are gonna end in the swell Of an Appalachian farewell An Appalachian Perfect timing, don't it? Yeah, it was, man. <laughs> All right. Well, longest train. God knows I do 
hell, that was old brother Don Rogers for you, kicking the show off with old Greek medley. And I'd like to thank OLJ and old Mad Dog's baby girl for uh, turning me on to old brother Don there a few years back. After brother Don, that was sister Teresa Prince for you, Pepsi girl. You probably know Teresa as Luna from Luna and the Mountain Jets. And Miss Honey from uh, that old laid-back country picker fame. Pepsi Girl was on a uh, record loon in the Mountain Jets put out a few years back, so make sure you pick that one up if you can. After that, that was old brother Abe Partridge for me. I featured Abe uh, a few months back. Means world to me. We'll play him here on the Old Soul Radio Show again. So that was old Abe Partridge for you third with Appalachian Farewell. And we close that old uh, set out with a double shot of Miss Montana Hobbs with I Love My Honey. Followed by Montana Hobbs and old Blakely Burger for you with Boating Up Sandy. Like I said, friends, you can pick these songs up digitally on iTunes, wherever you get your uh, digital music from. Like I said, it's called Behind the Creek, a field recording of Kicking It On The Creek 2019. Now, I bought the vinyl myself. It comes with a digital download, so keep that in mind. I bought it over at Amazon, so I'll put that link there in the show notes. I'll try to find a link for the record company put it out there for you too. The vinyl is the one I got anyway. One of them is, I think side one is like a gold, merry gold looking color. And I thought the second record was just black, but it's actually got some yellow in there somewhere or another. And it uh, looks pretty damn good. So like I said, if you enjoyed what you've heard here, pick it up. It's a damn good compilation. But friends, I'm going ahead and... Uh, Get into that interview there I done with Local Honeys back on Wednesday. Turned out pretty damn good. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did recording it for you. So like I said, here's a couple sisters of mine, Miss Montana Hobbs and Miss Linda Jean Stokely for you. Them old Local Honeys with taking a little time to talk with old WB here. Here on WB Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. Oh. Well, hell, friends, it uh, means the world to me to to have a couple of sisters of mine here on the horn for you, Miss Linda Jean Stokely and Miss Montana Hobbs, a.k.a. the local honeys. How the hell have you girls been? Doing pretty good. All right. Doing doing better than I deserve, I reckon. I was going to tell you, Montana, I got a record in the mail today that's got your name on the back of it a couple of times. Oh, did you get that Dosiola? Yeah, that old field recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ain't got it. I I got mine in the mail this week, and I haven't got to listen to it either. I haven't had a minute to sit down, but uh, I did hear those tracks whenever they first, you know, sent them to me, and that was such a cool thing to do. Like, you know, I went to kicking it just as a spectator this past, or well, 2019. We won't talk about last year. <laughs> and uh, but I went just as a spectator, and I bought a brand new stinking banjo, an old brand new banjo to me. And then a couple people came up to me, and they were like, "Hey, these are two dudes are looking for you." And I was like, "What?" 
what what do they want and they were like they want to record you they hear you got a new banjo and they want to record it and i was like oh well yeah let's find them let's do it and i met the two nicest guys and it was just such a cool thing to actually like get a new banjo and that was the first recording that i ever made with it and then also like you know, being somebody who learned a lot of music from field recording, it mm-hmm. was just all real full circle for me, and I just I was tickled to death to be a part of that. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to spending it. I uh, I didn't know it was a thing. Probably about maybe back in December or November, something like that. Josh Green had texted me and said, "Did you know there's a kicking it record that's coming out?" And I said, "I didn't know that," so I ordered it, and it. Yeah. Uh, come in today i'm looking forward to to spinning it was that recorded like in byron's house is that how they done yeah. it or? yep yep yeah. Yeah, it was it was the, you know it was hotter than hell outside and uh you know the stage was you know, right in front of us so they put us in the only quiet place in the hall or right in byron's living room yeah, it looked like uh the picture but i was reading a lot of the names and stuff on the back of it i mean they I like how they done it. They got just a you know real collective group of people and stuff like that, and it's I'm looking forward to being able to sit down and and listen to it. But speaking of uh, releases and stuff, I I heard that you girls have a couple of singles coming out. What on on Monday the eighth, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, yeah, that's your all's first, I guess, official release. Won't it be on La Honda Records? It is. Absolutely. Yeah, I was excited about that. Yeah, I've got to listen to them a little bit and stuff, and uh, I'm looking forward to being able to play them on the show and looking forward to to people being able to check them out. Uh, I know that – how did you all come to uh, deciding the the songs you wanted to put out for your first little single you're doing there? Well, it's a long story. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of, you know – and it goes all the way back to 2019. And I'm going to throw it to Linda to let her talk about the first one. Well, in um, 2019, we were performing a lot. We were traveling a lot, gigging and touring in the U.K. quite a bit. And while we were on tour, um, the events, happened down in Harlan County where those five men stopped that train. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Harlan is so synonymous with uh, um, struggle and strife and grit that, you know, of course it's going to, it's just constantly these replaying of events that are happening over and over in, particularly in Harlan County too. I don't know why, but um, after that had happened, we started playing the Dying to Make a Living, a song that comes out of Southwest Virginia um, from the band Fodder Chalk, one of my favorite bands. And um, we learned it from, we'd heard it from Rich Kirby, um, of Rich Kirby and the Poe folks, one of our kind of, um, our friends is a, a mentor. His his grandmother was Addie Graham, great traditional ballad singer uh, from Wolf County. And we'd also heard our buddy Pearson Hobbs, um, who I 
don't know if you got a chance to check out yet, but I, I love Pearson so much. Um, oh, WB, you you would love him too. Yeah, she sent me at uh, that Spotify link the other day, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have no, I don't use Spotify, but I made myself a note to to find some okay. stuff on on YouTube. I'm gonna I'm gonna awesome. dive in and check him out. Yeah, um, he's he's a great songwriter, a great treasure. Um, one of my favorite kind of modern songwriters in Appalachia, and also Fodderstock, who um, is you know noted to have written the song um, A.J. Mullins and W.B. Hill, and it's a song about the breaking down of your body to put money into someone else's pocketbook. Mm-hmm. And we just started singing it more and more after these events that happened in Harlan County because it almost became this anthem where we could talk about what's going on in our home and and putting purpose behind our music and showing people, like, look, this is why we sing this song. Because we do that with a lot of our music. Um, we love to tell stories. We love topical songs. We love songs that talk about um, old history, current history, and things like that. So when we decided to get in the studio, we didn't really have anything in mind particularly. We wanted to put out like maybe a boutique 45, but um, we didn't have any really money to do it. But we thought, well, we'll record the like we'll record two songs and just you know see what we want to do with them. And we got in there and we decided that we needed to pair it with something. So Montana brought to the table a song that we learned from Jimmy McCallan. was a um, great um, human, great human and musician, singer, incredible fiddle player, banjo player, you name it. Um, he had a band called the Outdoor Plumbing Company. And he's been a very strong mentor over the past several years of our life, um, almost like a a granddaddy, you know, a granddaddy figure. And so Montana said, well, here's this, remember that song Jimmy taught us um, at Cowan Creek called Octavia Triangle that his mother wrote? And she was like, you know, it's a Cole song, but it's a different kind of Cole song, and I think that it would pair really, really nicely with Dying to Make a Living. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go in and cut those songs. We went to Huntington. West Virginia, and um, we recorded with our buddy Max Nolte at The Loft, and we got uh, Max and Chris Justice, and uh, Montana and I recorded on one night, and then the next day, um, Jimmy and his wife Ada came to Huntington, we had lunch, and we hung out, and got to see each other, and hadn't seen each other, and hung out like that in a while, so... He came into the loft and recorded his mother's song with us, mm-hmm. and he's he's playing um, he's playing banjo. And he's playing sure. his six string banjo too. And I'm sure sure that means a lot to you since uh, that got recorded and stuff. That uh, that well, he'd passed, and uh, yeah, he ended but, up passing in almost to the day. Of when yeah. we recorded them in October of 2019, he passed away in October 2020. And yeah. as soon as we found out about that, you know, we 
we asked LaHonda if they would put them out because it was like, well, now we have to share them with the world. Like, we have to do something with these because they are a time capsule of us playing with someone that we love very dearly. Mm-hmm. Playing, One of our heroes. Playing, yeah. playing with one another and some and some other close friends and um it just it just felt right and we want to release these out into the world so that we can share a little something that's close to us that we're interested in and then also a way to honor Jimmy and his wife Ada and just his memory and his legacy and his mother's legacy for writing such a beautiful song yeah like I was telling you the other day, or uh, LJ, when uh, when we talked there on Monday, but uh, you know Jimmy McCowan around my area, you know, especially around the coal fields, because I mean I'm not that far from, I'm right across the river, probably 30 minutes from from you know his neck of the woods and stuff. So I mean, like I was telling you the other day, I spent a lot of time up Octavia Holler growing up, buddy of mine, Barry Hatfield. I stayed up there many times with him and stuff. And Jimmy McCowan around here, his name, you know, it's it's like a you know, kind of like royalty when it comes to the folks that, that know traditional music and stuff like that. You know, he's somebody that was, you know, always well-respected, somebody that if you get talking about music, it wasn't long before his name got brought up. Yeah. Uh, do you know if that is his last recording, or do you know if him doing anything else prior to him passing? Or? We, we believe that that's probably his last recordings. Um, haven't spoken to Ada we kinda, yeah, we kinda about it. That that was his last recordings. We've We've sent some cards to Ada and uh, reached out and told her that we love her. You know, they were they were married for 59 years. Yeah. They were getting ready to celebrate their 60th wedding anniversary, and they, they played a lot of music together. They toured all over the country. And, you know, they were inseparable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we haven't asked, you know, was this his last recording? We just... Um, Pretty safe Honestly, to that, but, yeah, yeah. We, we just can't wait to share it with her and be able to send her, you know, this beautiful recording. Because I know that Jim has heard it. We we let him hear it, yeah. um, you know, back whenever it got mixed. And uh, he, he thought it was pretty cool. We did put a little electric guitar on there, but it's, it's real subtle. <laughs> and Jim was kind of like, well, now that. What is what's that there? <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it's cool, Jim. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna make it a little different. And, you know, we're gonna do something that you maybe wouldn't have done." But no, he he really liked that. He thought that was pretty. He but he wasn't keen on the drums that we added to Dying yeah. to Make a Living. That was yeah. that was really that was the thing that he was kind of like, you know, girl. But it very traditional. And I think it's pretty interesting because last time that we were your way and hanging out at your place, um, we sang Octavia. And when we did, Turkey was there. And he was like, are you talking about Jimmy McCallum from around here? And um, he was like, the song that his mother wrote, is that the song from McCallum wrote? Dang, Linda, what a memory. Well, we... I just think that's pretty pretty I awesome. I have no recollection of that, but that just, yeah, I, I remember it now. We said I, we're going to play a song called Octavia Triangle, and he, he knew. He was like, is that the yeah. same from Jim McCallum's Octavia Triangle? And we were like, I'll be damned. 
Yeah. Yeah. Y'all aren't our people. <laughs> you know, that was really yeah. cool. I remember when you all played that because Turkey was sitting. If I remember, I think I was behind my bar, and Turkey was sitting like uh, in that bar stool that I normally sit in for the most part, you know, when I'm by myself and stuff, sitting there at the other side of the bar. And when you all mentioned playing that, when I could just see it like the – I could just see in his eyes, he just immediately knew what it was, and he kind of perked up. And, and that uh, – after – I've talked to Turkey a few times since – Y'all come over, and he always asks me, so now you let me know when them girls are coming back now. You make sure you let me know. <laughs> well, I want to go. I want to go play guitar with him. He's fun to play guitar with. Yeah, he's a he's a heck of a picker. His boy, uh, I don't think Curtis plays any instruments, but he's got a, a real good voice and stuff. And I always, Curtis has come over here a couple times, and I always like hearing them play and and sing together and stuff. But that's the thing I've always. You know, I guess I've known you. I was trying to sit and think yesterday. I've probably known you all now for what, probably five, six years, something like that. And uh, that's how I'm yeah, coming over here and stuff. And that's the thing that I've always, you know, or one of the things I've always appreciated about you all is how you, that you all, you know, just you, you keep some of the older songs and stuff. You know, you, you give them life again and, and you share them with a whole another generation and, a, and another, you know, just, huge pocket of people and stuff like that and and especially songs written i mean i was born in pike county and i've lived in martin county pike county mingo county pretty much my whole life growing up and uh so i've heard a lot of these songs my whole life so you all doing what you do sure means the world to me but you all you was talking about harlan county one of my favorite and i'm sure you've both probably seen it but one of my favorite documentaries is the harlan county usa i've watched at least at least once a, once a month, I watch that documentary, and it's just See, really? yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. Was I that in the late seventies? Was it out? Did it come out in the late seventies? Like yeah, it came out in the late seventies when they documented uh, that mines there that the, all them fellows were on strike and stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's a that's a phenomenal movie. Um, just in any of those, and like all these like bloody Harlan wars is just. It's so interesting because one of the things that we like to talk about with um, when we were traveling a lot and started really incorporating dying to make a living and while the miners were on strike because we we actually changed one of the lyrics to dying to make a living and we turned we changed the coal company name and we turned it into changed it to Black Jewel. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or change the line to Black Jewel Slave um, as a way to say, hey, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the, like at the time, Black Jewel Mining Company was the sixth largest coal company in the entire nation. Mm-hmm. And they got away with that bullshit. Like if that is not like unlawful, and just absolutely ridiculous. I don't really know what is. Yeah, it's like with me. A couple of years ago, we uh, I got audited on my taxes and uh, ended up owing the state like three thousand dollars in uh, in taxes. And I mean, they absolutely was just. I bet they beat your door down to get that money. Yeah, they was freaking yeah. ruthless. I mean, they was taking money out of my payday, not even telling me. And I mean, you know, yeah. I'm trying to. But, yeah, they'll, but they'll let. You know, uh, the damn governor. Yeah, 
the governor Jim Justice. Yeah, our governor Jim Justice, he owes like millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh. yeah. And his big ass is sitting up there in the Capitol just living it up, you know, type deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're down, they're down he, here in Dingus trying to, to take my electric bill money, you know. That's just trying to make a living. I yeah. mean that's that's what it is. People people can relate to that song, man. I mean, it, it says it all right there. It's not just for people who have worked in coal. It's for right. railroaders, it's for factory workers, construction workers. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't have, who is up a bit, up against a huge corporation, and not just a corporation, but an entire industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Fighting. And you know, WB, you know my background. You know our background, mm-hmm. and you know damn well that we are not against someone working and earning a living. And you know that we come from hardworking families, and I. You know, we talk about coal and post-coal societies and stuff like that, and I always kind of say it with a grain of salt because I have to remind myself, like, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today had it not been for coal. You know, my dad was a railroader for CSX, the very train that those men in Harlan stopped in 2019. Mm -hmm. The engineer with CSX was like, buddy, I ain't got a dog in this fight. Just let me unattach my engine. Let me detach my engine and let me just sneak on by you. You can keep all the coal, but let me get this engine back to the yard, okay? They're going to have my ass. Yeah. And they were like, you know, working man respects another working man. Yep. And they let him through. Like me and Justin Payne, we was talking the other day. You know, Justin works in the mines. He works kind of on the environmental side. He, you know, has been an electrician for the most part, but he works, like, on the environmental mm-hmm. side of things. Like, when they go back reclaiming properties, he has to make sure that they're doing everything correctly and, and they short-sided nothing mm-hmm. and this and that. But just like we was talking, you know, and, and with, with coal and stuff, I mean, it's, you know, my my grandpa and on both sides and their daddies and their daddies probably go back as far as that you can probably go back, you know, in this area anyway. I mean, that's how they made their living was coal mines. You know, and and but the thing about it is, you know, people want to talk about, you know, and I understand there is environmental stuff. I mean, I ain't a fool. I mean, I'm, I see things pretty black and white, stuff like it. But at the same time, you know, they've had how many years to try to figure out ways to, to bring in jobs and stuff in this area for mm-hmm. these people, you know, these men, these women that make a living doing stuff like this, and they don't, they've never done nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's what drives me crazy, you know, they just, there's so many people in my family, and I'm sure people that you all know, and probably people that y'all can too and stuff that uh, have relied on coal and stuff, and yeah. it's just getting to the point where there ain't many jobs left, but there's not an answer to how to bring work into this area. I right. just that's that's always what I've just I've never understood. You know, I just don't know what they expect people to do sometimes. You know, it's so strange. We're in this region where it's so extractive everybody wants a little piece of of our home Mm -hmm. but they don't want to stay here and they don't want that wealth to go back into the pockets of the people that actually dug that coal or drilled that gas or whatever they did Mm -hmm. and i think that there's very little attention that is paid to the true cause of um our poverty, our struggle, and just our resilience, and just 
us as a group of people. Mm-hmm. We're hard, people have a hard time almost relating to us because it's almost this place you go to to take from, but they don't, outsiders don't want to stay here. It's it's crazy just because, like, with me, you know, which I've got to talk to Linda Jean a little bit about it the other day, but, like, the railroad yard that I've pretty much worked in since 2006, you know, there in Wimson, West Virginia, they shut it down. And all these mm-hmm. men that has grew up, you know, that has families and, you know, that are embedded in the roots are in this area and, and their kids have been going to school with the same kids their whole life. You know, people's having to pack up and move to go three hours from home to Bluefield, the closest place they can go to, to, to try to make a living. And it's just, it's just all greed. And uh, I don't know. It just, I think that everything should be, you know, when a lot of times, you know, your biggest assets in areas like this are your people. And they just don't, and they just don't really pay them, uh, pay them much, uh, much thought. Well, it's, it's pretty neat to think about like, how resilient of a people that that all this idea of kind of boom and bust coming in packing up coming in packing up mm-hmm. all has bred such a unique group of people mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons that I I love singing dying to make a living is because I'm so proud of the men and women who fought to get people paid for a job that they that, the wages they earned. Oh yeah, it's just this area. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I ain't, I ain't been overseas and stuff like you girls have and things like that. But I mean, I've been all over this country working and stuff. And just the people you and it ain't taking nothing away from people away from here. But like the people that I've worked with around here, you know, it's just been they're all just everybody I've worked with. You know, just the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. And you know, just everybody, just like you said, it's just doing everything they can to hold on to uh to earn a payday and just try to provide for their families and this and that it just it seems like every day just things keep getting harder and harder it's just you know i i don't know a lot of times what what we're all going to do sometimes it's really it's really strange we're we're in a very strange um feels like a, a limbo i guess and yeah. what what's been cool though is when we have toured and when we were touring extensively in 2019 toured a lot in um the uk like wales and england um scotland and there's so much um parallel going on there right now because they are in they're in a post-cold society they're in this sort of limbo that we're in it's like okay well you're co-dependent Okay, well, we're not. We're going to move away from fossil fuels, and we're not going to do that anymore. But we're going to give you no other options. Yes, yeah. we're going to cling to coal for dear life, and it, it's it's so strange. And um, and, and not only does it break your body down, but it it can break your spirit down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the more that we're all aware of it, and that we discuss within our own communities. And then we also reach out to other communities, like going over to England and Wales and the UK and hearing these, like, eerily similar similar stories um, was really eye-opening for us because it felt like we're not alone in this. And 
this country, this region that's been at it far longer than us, you know, they've been at it far longer than us, they're still struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Places out west are still struggling with it. And this is not, you know, just coal. This is industry as a whole, yep. capitalism as a whole, putting more money into these people's pockets who power the world, who make the world turn and letting us all breathe easy a little bit. And I think the more that we talk about it, the more that we're aware, the more we could actually make something happen, make differences happen by, not to get political on you, WB, but like, you know, educating our community, educating each other, how Mm -hmm. to vote in their best interests, how to join a union. Like when my my dad was telling me not that long ago, when he started working for the railroad, my papa got real mad at him when he signed up for the union. I mean, got mad, mad at him. He was like, you can't be working for the union, you know, you can't be doing that shit. They're going to take all your money. And my dad was like, well, Pop, you know, I don't have any money to take. And being yeah. part of this union might help me keep a hold of some of my money if they take a turn for the worse and decide that, you know, I'm not worthy to, to make that money. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. This union can stand up for me a lot better. I can't pay lawyers like that, but my union can. Yep. You know? That's, that's and what I've can... got cousins. I've got cousins in Knott County that I was at Thanksgiving one year, and one of my cousins was dogging on unions. And I watched my dad and my Uncle Lynn, like, sit him down, and they were like, listen here, dumbass. You don't know what you're talking about. You ain't lived long enough. You need to get that out of your head and, you know, Think about yourself and think about your family. And don't think about this fucking company mm-hmm. making money for this company that doesn't care about you. Yep. Yeah. Well, you sound like a regular old Norma Ray. <laughs> I sound like Susan Hobbs. I got my gloves <laughs> on. I got worked up. I pointed my finger at the road, y'all. I'm driving in the dark. And I pointed my finger at... <laughs> I bet there's you back in your finger over there? <laughs> yeah. I bet there's some squirrels standing on the side of the road wondering why the hell you pointed at him or something like that. Well, they can't see me. Well, it's a cop car. That's like me. I, I hired on the railroad when I was, uh, just turned 21, but prior to that, I worked for UPS, so I've been paying union dues since I've been 18 years old. And I had a few times I got in trouble on the railroad. I got by a stop signal. And that's that's a big thing. I mean, you get by some, they're telling you to stop because there's somebody else coming or there's a reason they're holding you. And me and the engineer mm-hmm. I was working with, we got by a stop signal. And the union ended up getting my job. I, thought, I was fired for about four months, you know, but the union got my job back. And if it wasn't been for them, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had a job to go back to. And I mean, I understand there's a lot of people that, that, that see things different when it comes to unions and stuff. But you know, from my own perspective, from what I've seen and stuff, you know, you know, I've 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 been a proud to pay union dues, like I said, since I've been 18 years old. So, I mean, it's it's always worked out good for me. So, it's the... Are you with the BLE? Uh, I'm with the... I, the BLE, they have the contract for, like, engineers and stuff. And the UTU is who holds the contract for the conductors and stuff. So, where I hadn't went to engineer school or nothing like that, I was still... And I'm still, I guess... A UTU member, whatever you want to call it, but uh, yeah. I planned on going to the BLE probably, you know, once because they hold 
engineers' contracts. I would want to vote on my contracts and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I've been with UTU for about uh, almost 15 years, so it uh, they've always always been good to me. Speaking yeah, of, uh, I know my dad. I don't. I know my dad was with the BLE because before the time of smartphones, if you had mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet, uh, nothing to look at, but there was always a BLE magazine in there. And I thought, <laughs> I'll get a job for the railroad. And yeah, like, you knew all the union going on and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of old mad dog, uh, how's he doing? Son, he is good. He's healthy. Uh, he, I'm so proud of him. Um, <laughs> I would have took my dad to be one like, I ain't wearing no goddamn mask, you know. I would have took him to be one of those types, but no. Son, he gets, every time I talk to him, he's like, you be careful out there. You wear your mask. You wash your hands. This this will kill us. This will kill us all. He, he has taken this virus so seriously, and I've been real proud of him for how he's handled it. He raised a bunch of chickens. He thought the apocalypse was coming, to be honest. And uh, <laughs> he thought the rapture was coming down on us. And uh, he raised a big garden and hogs and chickens. And, yeah. Before quit you know it, he was. Running around. You know, he, he quit his visiting and going and sitting yeah. at the, uh, you know, where all those old men sit. There's like six different places that old men sit around, like Lee County and Esto County. There's a little spot. Sitting his little nooks lately. When I was a kid, my papa, he retired before I was born. He got hurt in coal mines. He was a, he was a super or boss in the mines. He got hurt, messed his back up real bad, and he was probably in his. 40s, late or, or late 40s, early 50s when he retired. But I remember that there's a mall there close to where we live that uh, all the old men used to sit at. And I was in there one time with one of my buddies, and I seen my papa. He's sitting, you know, like in a little, they had a little kind of like a food court area. He's sitting at one of them tables talking to his buddies. And, and I walked up and gave him a hug, and he's smoking a cigarette. And he seen me, and he like, tried to hide that cigarette, and I said, I didn't know you smoked. He said, don't you dare tell your mama. He said, I'll beat you to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I'd ask him from time to time, I said, you know, before I smoke cigars and stuff, I said, you want one of these cigars? He said, yeah. He said, I got a plug. He said, that's all I need. He said, well, don't you tell your mama about that time you've seen me smoking. I said, that about 15 years ago. If I ain't told her now, I don't believe I'm going to. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you have to tell mm-hmm. old, old Mad Dog. I, I I think about him all the time. I was out, out oh, there the other night, and I was so the this video show, which uh, I got my my first show, uh, which I won't say nothing yet because this might air before I get it up. But uh, a buddy of your all, I'm sure that uh, you probably know who I'm talking about, uh, come down the other day, and uh, somebody that you girls introduced me to, and uh, we done a show, and so definitely, you know when. Uh, you know, here if y'all ain't got much going on and stuff like that, uh, want, you know, maybe in the springtime when things kind of the weather breaks a little bit, you girls have to come back down and we'll have to uh, record some of them old fancy shows. That uh, they're they're looking pretty good. Yeah, pain to hit record and save for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pain. Uh, pain ain't the one running the audio now, so we don't have to worry about uh, stuff not getting recorded. Well. And I don't get drunk no more, so we should be okay. 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for getting recorded. I don't know, Marshall. We should be all right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't let, yeah. I don't let Justin Payne touch no buttons. And uh, and I'm sober, so yeah. it's two of us out tonight. We might be able to do this. Yeah, we. Uh, I don't got no. I can't. I ain't got no crutch to blame stuff on no more. So if I, if I fuck something up, it's just a hundred percent me. So it's just who I am. That's just yeah. who I am. I don't have nothing. I can. Uh, I don't have that crutch no more to to be able to. Uh, if Fallon used to, she said, "Do you know what you said yesterday?" I said, "I was drunk." So if I if I say anything to piss her off now, yeah. If I say anything to piss her off now, I'm just uh, I just gotta eat crow, I guess you'd say. Just just gotta take. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're real proud of you, WB. We've been keeping up with you and and uh, talking to Melissa Stillwell and asking about you, and we're real proud of you. Well, I appreciate it. It uh, all this uh, colder was the one really that kind of that that uh, lit the the fire with the video show stuff. I see. You know, when the RIA done all that shit about wanting to take my podcast and stuff down, you know, Coder was, he's pretty fired up about it. And we talked one night, oh, yeah. probably two or three hours, and he said, you have to figure out a way to continue doing what you do. He said, what you do is important to a lot of folks, and, and you've helped a lot of people and stuff. He said, you've got to, in some way, figure out how to do it. So we talked about with the video stuff, and in the end, the stuff with the RIA got uh, got took care of. Old Dave Macias uh, went back for me and, and helped me out, and... Uh, you know, I've, I've, I always thank the world of him for uh, for doing that for me. Somebody really that, that he didn't know from Adam, other than you know yeah. dealings with my podcast and stuff. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting these shows out there because it, you know, you all been like I think I, the last time you all recorded the show with me, I said I had thought that I'd recorded you all more than anybody, which I think I have. And uh, you know, some folks have or some episodes people have heard, and some that people ain't heard Justin Payne if you're listening and uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it means a lot to me to uh, not only just showcase the music but you know anybody that's been to been to my bar you know they it just I think it's such a, a special place and just the atmosphere and stuff it just and it I think it's pretty cool that people's getting to see you know get, not only just here but kind of get to see and it's fun for me to be able to put a little goofy things in there and show people different things that that uh, they ain't never seen before and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to uh, having you girls come back down. Yeah. Well, um, I, I want to tell you, and I know that you already know this, but I feel it imperative to tell you and stroke your ego and thank you, you know, for kind of featuring us when nobody knew who we were and we didn't even know who we were and, you know, We've been a lot of places since the very I, – I can remember we were in the car, and Linda was like, this guy messaged us and said, can he, can he play our music on his podcast? And you were probably the first podcast that played it. And we'd never heard you. We was on the road somewhere going, like, to Johnson City maybe. And she played it, and we heard your intro, and we were like, well, this guy's fucking cool. <laughs> and then you played Cigarette Trees. And yeah. we, we've been a lot of places since then. And – so many people have come up to us, come to this random show, but it wasn't random because they knew who we were. They'd be in Birmingham, England, or Glasgow, Scotland, or Manhattan, New York, and they would come up to us and say, we heard you on the Old Soul Radio Show. <laughs> and we've been listening to it ever since. And we were like, oh, God, okay. You know, we 
always have that, you know, like your people game. Like he's our people, you know. Yeah. And it just it makes that it makes those fans that we've made here on the Old Soul Radio Show all over the world. It makes them feel like family to us mm-hmm. because they know you. You know what I mean? Like that connection. They've they've listened to you so much and. And, and we've we've gotten so close to you that we feel like we know them. So all you gotta do if you come to a local honey show, if you're listening, all you gotta do is drop WB's name. And, you know, get, get we'll, the family we'll have a treatment. drink with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, WB. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but stuff, like people would ask us, like, "What's your favorite? Like, what's it like going down there?" And we we'd be like, "Well, we we tell them, you know, what what we do and have a good time and." And I always talk about one of my favorite features of the barn and grill, and that is the um, the nickel beers, and how there's a vending machine of beer, and it only costs a nickel, and you supply the nickels. Yeah, it's just so hospitable of you. You don't even have to bring your own nickel, and (laughs) I and I I love it. Yeah. And I, that's like one one thing I always mention to people. I'm like, he's got nickel beers, cheapest beer around, and he has nickels. <laughs> and, he, and I think that that's so brilliant. Yeah, I love yeah. it so much. I got a got a coffee can. So uh, drive by truckers done a, uh, I guess kind of like a little specialty series of coffee coffee with this company. Uh, I can't think of the the name of the company off the top of my head, but I've seen it years ago, and they. Uh, actually use like the metal coffee cans they used to use and stuff and uh i guess i've had that for four or five years now and i keep it uh i had a buddy of mine over the other day in georgia and got down and i was only had a few nickels left in that uh in that coffee can he's like well what do you do when you uh run out of nickels in your coffee can i said well i own the keys to this damn pop machine pepsi machine i just open it up and get my nickels back it's a never-ending, never-ending cycle. I love that. It's amazing. That's, that's, that's exactly. Just take what you need and give what you can. That's it. That's but I mean, see. I've been blessed. You know, everybody that comes down, they usually bring beer and stuff, and we'll we'll put it in there and things like that. And uh, it's probably evened out over the years. I'd say I've bought a lot of beer, but I've had a lot of people bring beer and stuff. So it's always it's always evened out. But it. Uh, it's special. I mean, it. When I, you know, way before I had my my barn and stuff, you know, I had had wanted to do something like this. And uh, I mean, going back ten, twelve years ago, in my early twenties, probably, and it took a while to get it. But I had somebody come over a while back and said, "Now let me ask you something." I said, "You know, it's W.B. Walker's barn and grill." I said, "I see the barn." I said, "Where's the grill?" I said, "Well, there's a grill under the front porch." I said, "But I said when I." come up with a name i didn't have a barn i said so just give me time i'll get there <laughs> it takes a little bit of time how's it been for you all with the you know where you haven't got to uh to tour and stuff i mean how's that kind of been on you know, treated in everything i mean is it just not just financially and stuff but just how has it been not being able to really get out and and uh kind of connect with everybody and, and see all these different places and stuff well, that's definitely been the hardest part is just not being able to go and see and talk to people and be able to share what we do because it, it, it is a sharing thing. It's not just, you know, we try not to make it just, oh, look at us and look what we can do. It's more about, you know, 
we we love playing other people's songs and giving them props and turning people on to people like Don Rogers, Darren Hackward, Emma Tuskia, you know, mm-hmm. name dropping and stuff like that. And so, I mean, we've had the same experience as any other touring musician in this country. Everything came to a absolute halt. And everything, the calendar cleared within a week. You know, our calendar six months ahead of time cleared. So someone out bought new calendars. Yeah, we just bought new calendars too, and them suckers ain't cheap. No. Um, so that's really the biggest blow of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we've had the same experience as everyone else. But in a way, we have felt a little blessed by it. You know because we've got extra time to work on things that needed time to kind of sit and marinate. Mm-hmm. And then we also got to develop this relationship with LaHonda Records, you know, who in their right mind would sign an artist to make a record in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, LaHonda Records, God love their souls, uh, took a leap of faith and we were kind of like, what took y'all so long? <laughs> you know, cause they've been friends of ours for a while and, so it has been a blessing for us to be able to kind of focus on what we're going to do with Mahonda, how we want to present it, how we want to arrange it, how we want to package it all up and make it a real piece of art because we always, I, I can remember when we were in college and people were pressuring us being like, when are you coming out with a CD? And we were like, well, we, we, got, we got to graduate. You know, we got stuff to do and we don't have any money. And we want to take our time, and that's been a thing that we've always wanted to take our time with the music that we put out there because it is a timepiece, you know. Mm-hmm. And this pandemic, with all the all the terrible things that it brought, it did bring us a lot of time to pay attention to our artwork and our craft and our presentation and how we want to present ourselves going uh, forward. Yeah, it's just like with me, you know, I mean, I, you know, we have similarities when it comes to, you know, things changing for us. Because like with me, you know, I got in an accident back in, in uh, August of 2019 and uh, I messed my neck and my back up pretty bad. And I've already had surgery on my neck and and uh, and I've got surgery on my back pending probably the next few months and stuff. And uh, so, you know, I haven't worked since then and it's just mentally and just every, just not physically everything I went through, but like the mental side of things, because I mean, I've worked since I've been 15 years old mm-hmm. and going from working every day, you've been on call every day to everything kind of stopping. It just, uh, you know, it just, I kind of question things like I don't understand it, but you know, yeah. out of, out it's of that, hard. yeah. Out of that, idle hands. Yeah. Well, that was the thing I was worried about, you know. I was like, you know, because I always knew how much I enjoyed drinking and stuff. I thought me being at home all the time, this ain't going to be good. And, you know, and I was able to uh, to to quit drinking. And uh, and that's, you know, it's it was really hard for me the first six, seven months. I mean, I really couldn't hardly listen to any music. I couldn't, anything that I associated with drinking, I just tried to, I was scared to, to really be a mm-hmm. part of because I didn't know what it was going to do to me. But one thing about it was I didn't, uh, I didn't know how I was, how, how these old sad records and stuff that I've been in love with since I've been a kid, how they were going to hit me. But I told my, you know, I had to tell myself, I'm like, there was a time when you listened to this stuff and you didn't drink and you still loved it mm-hmm. the same. So you kind of, kind of got to find your, and you know, I've been blessed 
to be able to uh, to get there. But it's just like you all said, you know, taking time, you know, when things stop for you, taking time to to focus on other things. You know, I've like you all, I've tried to make the most out of the time, the free time I've kindly had. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. I had tickets to see Arlo, where me and Josh Green bought the table to see Arlo back in uh, November, I think it was. And, and I was around somebody at church, Fallon's aunt. Uh, didn't know at the time that she had COVID. So I had to, to cancel. We just kind of had to eat. You know, the, we couldn't sell that table. Nobody had, uh, uh, nobody, I guess everybody wanted to go had stuff. So I didn't get to go. But I'm looking forward to the time when we all can get back together again and enjoy shows. It never might be the same that it was before, but I'm looking forward to, uh, in some way or another, it uh, all of us being able to get back together again because I'm sure there's folks all over this world that miss seeing you all, and uh, I know I'm one of them, and I'm I'm looking forward yeah. when I get to see you again. Yeah. I can't wait to, to see you again and come visit. Um, drink some nickel beers. Yeah, I'll hook uh, you up now. I'll, I, listen I, to some records, music, sing some songs. We're looking it. I'm looking forward to letting you all hear that record I was telling you about, the the, the one from my barn that uh, got made. I'm looking forward to letting you girls hear that one. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's, it turned out good. But I know that, uh, that uh, it's getting about 10 till 7. I know Montana's got some stuff she has to do, so I'll go ahead and, and wrap this up but uh going back to y'all talking about uh you know me uh playing y'all early on on the show and stuff i just want y'all to know that uh it always has meant the world to me to be able to do it and i appreciate y'all always whether it be when we're doing shows you know the with melissa and justin or just or just whatever you know with the video shows i got going forward you know you all you girls have always supported me and uh it's always meant the world to me to uh to be able to uh, do what I can to to let folks hear some of the music that I'm passionate about that uh, that I think ears need to find. So yeah, yeah. I just want you all to know it, it's, it's always meant a lot to me, our our friendship and stuff, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting you all back down here and us having a big-eyed time and, <laughs> and recycling the same nickels we, I've been recycling for the past six years and, uh, and having a having a big out of time. Yeah. Well we, we love you so much and, and we really appreciate you and thank you for including us yet again and helping us um get these songs out into the world and share them with, with your audience and we we just we we miss you. You know, please give Fallon and the boys a hug from us and um we can't wait to sit down at the barn and grill and listen to some Hank and and just Lay down and listen to records in the floor. <laughs> hey, that's what, uh, that's one thing that I am blessed to be able to do. I, you know, every day that I get to sit around and listen to records and stuff, I am just so thankful that I get to do it because to me, there ain't much in, in the world that, uh, much like it. And that's something as long as I can do it, I'm going to do it. And it's always better when you got folks sitting around listening to you with you. So that's when you right. girls, can, well, when you girls, happy reunion it will be. That's right, and if if things are kind of uh, getting there with all this virus stuff, if the next time y'all come down, if things are getting a little bit better, and it's old, old, old Mad Dog's comfortable coming down and hanging out with 
with me and you all, you make sure you bring old, my old buddy Mad Dog. I miss him. And I, oh, son, I, he, he will be itching. He's already got his first dose of the vaccine. He's about ready to... <laughs> He's ready to rock and roll. Other than him, he's ready to go. Shine his How's boots, it? get his best hat on. <laughs> He'll be there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, make sure you well, tell we him out there hello. We miss you, and we love you, and and thank you again for always uh, always being part of our team. Hey. You know, you, can, you can't get anywhere in life without a good team. So That's, that's right. As long as I can continue to do it, I'll do it. And, uh you make sure you Get say hello. Get that back straight out, though. Get that back straight out. You need to carry yeah. the load. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a, got a doctor's appointment here the 22nd. I got to go down to St. Louis and see a specialist. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. But, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to, to seeing you all. And, uh, like always, it, it'd be a big out time. But you say it. Make sure you all tell uh, Sister Connie and Brother Travis I said hello and LaHonda Records, I'm telling you, they're doing the stuff they're doing, the way they package everything. It just absolutely, uh, there ain't nobody like them out there. And uh, y'all make sure you pick up uh, as we're, as you're hearing this now, the two new singles from the local honeys is available for you wherever you get your music from. So y'all make sure you pick them up. And uh, just, uh, I love you girls. And uh, like I said, I look forward to seeing you, and it's gonna be a good one. What do you think of that old interview right there? Like I said, I had a damn good time talking to a couple of sisters of mine. It means the world to me anytime that, uh, whether it's in person or over the telephone, that I can get together with Miss Montana and Miss Linda Jean. It's always a, uh, like I said, a damn good time. Speaking of the local honeys, I just want to uh, say thank you, girls, for taking the time to talk to me. Like I said, it always means the world to me. I sure hope you all enjoyed it. But hell, up next in the Old Soul Radio Show, I'm going to play you them two brand new singles from the local honeys that just come out today on the Honda Records. Now, you can pick these songs up digitally wherever you get your music from. You can pick them up over at the Honda Records website. I'll put that link there in the show notes. Like I said, no matter where you get them, just get them. They're damn good, friends. But hell, get to the music. Here's the local honeys for you with a song that's near and dear to my heart. I've said many times that I have the utmost respect you know for anybody that does whatever they got to do to provide for those they love so here's old dime to make it a living for you on wb walker old so radio show Ow.
Exactly happened that way. She told me, I hope you don't sleep for it. it kills you tonight. <laughs> you did. <laughs> what was the name of mine? What? Name of mine.
Friends, that was the local honey is for you with Dying to Make a Living, followed by an old cover of a song written by old Jimmy McCallum's mommy with Octavia Triangle for you. And both these songs right here just come out today. Like I said, you can pick them up over at LaHondaRecords.com or just wherever you get your music from digitally. Now, always keep in mind if you get stuff directly from the label or from the artists themselves, it gets the money to them quicker. So 
You can do what you want to do, but just keep that right there in mind. I want to say thank you to uh, Sister Connie and Brother Travis from La Honda Records for reaching out to tell me about doing the interview on this show right here. I love both of you, and I sure do appreciate it. Thank you to Linda Jean and Montana for all you do, and like I said, I can't wait to see you. If you'd like to find out more about the local honeys, and I highly recommend that you do just that right there. Thelocalhoneys.com is where you need to go. Check your wares out. See what's going on with them. Their comings and goings and all that good stuff. And hopefully before too long, they'll have some uh, tour dates on there for you. I know I've missed live music, and I imagine each and every one of y'all has too. But friends, it is going to be out of time again. It's time for old WB here to pack on our mosey on. Just want to say thank you to each and every one of you. Just took the time of your busy schedules here once again. Join me here in Dingus for another mighty fine. Another mighty fine episode here of the Old Soul Radio Show. I sure do appreciate you. Now my goal with the video show is to get the first one out by the end of this week. That is, if I don't run into any issues. All this stuff is new to me. I'm doing my best. So keep your eyes peeled for that right there. If you can, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel and get ready. Just search WB Walker's Old Soul Radio Show on YouTube. Patreon.com forward slash Old Soul Radio Shows where you can make a monthly pledge. If you want to be able to uh, look in here on the barn and grill by making a pledge, you unlock a post with a link to uh, the camera here, and it streams 24-7 or as long as the Internet's working. And I just got a new Internet system, and it's doing pretty damn good, so I don't imagine many issues. WBWalker.com is where you can go to pick up some stickers, some coasters, some uh, pins that I got up there, so make sure you check them out. But, hell, friends, before I go, I'm going to play you one more song. This one right here is for Sister Linda Jean and Sister Montana. I'm going to dedicate this one in the memory of old Jimmy McCallum. Like you heard them girls say, he was in a band called the Outdoor Plumbing Company. They toured some with old Ralph Stanley, and uh, around my neck of the woods anyway, they're a band that uh, a lot of folks sure enjoyed. So here's the Outdoor Plumbing Company for you with Sweet Misery. Like I said, friends, y'all take it easy and have you a good one, and I'll be back with you just as soon as I can for more episodes of the Old Soul Radio Show, and as they come to me, more episodes of the Old Country Church here. Just want to say I'm sure glad Jesus Christ died to save this old sinner here because without him, I wouldn't have a chance. But y'all take it easy and have you a good one. Like I said, I'll be back with you just as soon as I can here on WB Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. Ow. Oh, sweet misery, 
Take my banjo, I like to hear it ring I'd play that bluegrass music I love to pick and sing I'd sing a song called Salty Dog One called Tennessee Since I met you, baby My song called Misery Misery, sweet misery Oh, how I love you, misery I can't live without you Lord, you're killing me I need my arms around you, oh sweet misery I need my arms around you, oh sweet misery That clock's called a scene. Yeah, time sure does fly by when you're having fun. So what you mean we've been here about as long as we're welcome? Yeah, I reckon it's about time to get our satchels and go, Hank. That's right. Friends, we'll see you again in the morning. Until then, this is Hank Williams saying best of luck and health to you. Thanks for listening. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you in the morning. Lola, put the coffee pot on, put the biscuits in the oven. I'll be there right away, if not sooner than that. <laughs>